everybody. Welcome back. Question the answer. Welcome back. Hello to everyone in the room. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. morning. All right. We have we have um, some very fun updates for you regarding Hunter Biden. The gift, the gift that keeps on giving. And then you and I are going to surprise each other with some of some of the updates that we yes. found. We found we found some really cool stories this week. So I just have an update on the cocaine mystery case. So the White House cocaine may have belonged to someone in the Biden family orbit. Report from New York Post. So according according to the gentleman named Keating, while the Secret Service publicly announced July thirteenth, they had closed the investigation without identifying a suspect. Dun, dun, dun. Due to a lack of physical evidence, authorities were able to follow clues up with a name Mm. and were confident enough in their detective work to inform the commander-in-chief. So if you want (laughs) the name, you have to ask (laughs) Joe Biden. Oh, sure. I, mm, so... I'm yeah. surprised we're even still acknowledging that there was cocaine in the White House. I would have thought by now they're like, what What cocaine in the White House? Didn't happen. This is ridiculous. It's- I'm so sick of being gaslit into, into being told that it's never them. They're so innocent. They're really great people. But clearly the, the cocaine was left by one of the family members. We'll just leave it there. Rhymes can- with schmunter. <laughs> schmunter schmeiden. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think at this point, if you're the American public, it's it's almost like it's just the clown show now. It, it, you can't trust. No, obviously, we can't believe anything that's being told to us. It's just they think we're fools. And I'm trying to think of the flip side. If they came out and they were just like, it really is hunters, hunters going back into rehab. I'm just curious how the public would have responded to that rather than being like, Jesus, it was it was hunters and they're right. lying to us again. I feel like. I don't know. I'm sure there's gonna you're gonna get it from both sides, right? Like people would probably still fight that and say it wasn't. They're lying, blah blah blah. But then I think you're gonna have a lot that obviously we've known this man has had drug problems. So for me, I would just be like, okay, I appreciate the honesty. I'm glad he's seeking help again. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, while eating up all of our tax dollars Correct. and living in the White House with the that motorcade s- took him to rehab. That- <laughs> <laughs> with that special private citizen privilege. Yeah. Did you know that Joe Biden has spent 40% of his presidency on vacation? Saw that, yeah. So 365 days and counting. So Biden has been on vacation more than any U.S. president in history. So he's been in the White House for, what, three years? Well, let's be serious. He's been on vacation every day since he's been in office. <laughs> so, okay, but let's just, like, so let's break it down. So three years in the job. Yep. And he's already racked up over a year's vacation. How long would it take you in your job to rack up a year vacation? <laughs> Until I'm in the grave. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, 4,000 I mean, years old. Right. As most people, I mean, you, it's it's unheard of. So while Joe's on, and of course that led me to the video of him falling off his bike. Here we go. Here he comes. Here he comes. Speed demon. And boom. <laughs> they just, and they put it right on a loop. You know, he rides the same bike path over and over again. Did you see the, uh, the photo that CNN photoshopped of him on vacation? On the beach? On the beach. No, not the one with okay. his with his shirt off. This is he's just standing there smiling and they may they gave him a tan, like Snow White, 
And then they also made his smile bigger. I and didn't they, know that. They put the two photos next to each other, and it's ridiculous. This is CNN. What? Yeah, to make him look what happy and healthy. Happy and healthy, mm-hmm. not old and fragile. I don't know. I just think the whole thing is a joke. The whole thing with Hunter is a joke. It's like the more that comes out about the Hunter Biden case, the more indictments Trump ends up getting. <laughs> it's yeah. like for everyone, there's it's a tit for tat. It's, Every, it's wild. To me. Everybody's wondering when this Georgia indictment is going to drop. I'm like the second they find something else out about Joe Biden. So correct. That's all they're waiting for. Correct. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> Trump had the funniest. Did you see his video the other day where? He, He's, co- he's basically, he's not allowed to talk about any of the indictments because they put like a gag order on him, <laughs> but he's sitting, he's, he's talking in front of a group of people and he's like, well, I can't go, I can't go campaign in Iowa today. I can't go campaign here today. Cause I got to sit here with this bull bleep <laughs> and deal with it. <laughs> he this is in front of a group of people. He like I just care. found that. Oh, it makes me laugh. I just found that funny. Yeah. So good old Hunter. Good old Hunter. Yeah. Um, in other news, in crazy town news, I should say, if you, I guess if you're ever feeling bad about yourself, just know that there's people out there in this world just doing wild things. I might have you beat. Okay, what's you your might. story? So there it was, <clears throat> there is a man in Japan. Um, I think his name is Toko. He has spent anywhere from fourteen to $20,000 on transforming himself into a border collie. Is that him? <laughs> that is him. Oh, he really looks like a border collie. He really does. He had his debut recently where he actually went on the public streets and people got to pet him. Did he put himself in a cage? He did tricks. Oh, this, so let's, let's watch Wait a minute. the video. This isn't a human. This is a human. This has been his dream to transform himself into a dog. No, um, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. isn't a human. This is a human being. How big? He's a, he's tiny. He's obviously not a large man. Um, but this is this is Toko, the Kali, um, doing tricks. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a man. That is a man. So when you say he has, sp- how much money? There's, it's definitely for at least fourteen thousand dollars. But then lot? I saw some other articles that said up to twenty thousand. So, yeah, this is him doing a little, some little tricks. Rolling this isn't over. just a costume? Yeah, look at him go. Look at him go. Does he identify as a collie? Good boy. Um, or is this just for kids? He said this is a hobby of his that brings him joy mm-hmm. and that he's going to keep doing what makes him happy because obviously people, there's people that have come out and say this is obviously for like some weird sexual fetish. This is a weird thing. And he's like, no, this just brings me joy. To do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people go boating or jet skiing. Right, or like take up knitting or I don't know. This individual makes himself a collie. So mm-hmm. can he come out? Of, do you have a picture of him? I don't have a picture of him. Yes, he can come out of this. I don't think he lives in this thing full time. Um, but yeah, he... Dogs don't wave. This dog does. This dog does. This so, is bizarre. Yeah, makes him happy. So he just well, going to follow that dream. It's funny that's your story, because my story, <laughs> and we may be even Steven here, so, but you're a parent, so you will absolutely. Am I going to rage? <laughs> Probably. Oh. Um, I was a little late on getting. My son knows I had a dive attack, but I cannot take him to the vet, because I tried that, and the veterinarian told me. So your son is a cat? Because he has human anatomy, that he does not 
Obviously. You know, you know, just every, this isn't satire. Like this is. Say that again. This isn't a joke. Satire. Like this is no, like no. This is real. Play. This is real. Wait, hang on. There's another. Um. There's another video of her, where she further explains this. Yesterday was the first day of school, and during class, he was licking his paws, and his teacher um, told him to stop, mm. and he didn't. So My God. He, and she was like, hey, you have to get your son to stop doing this during class. It's really distracting to the other kids. And I was like, I'm not going to tell my son that he can't express himself. I have raised my son to be who he is, and I just think doing a great job. sad at these schools trying to indoctrinate children hmm. and you know putting them in this mold to make them think that they they need to be wait need to act like a human <laughs> he's not he's not a human he's a cat ma'am anyway i anyway ma'am why don't we send this boy over to japan he, oh, he can work with togo togo whatever he i feel like they should meet Maybe, yeah, look at the... So a child is sitting there licking his hands. He doesn't have paws. No, you know whose fault this is? This crazy, insane person who shouldn't really have parental rights, it seems, to this child. Because you're ruining his life. I I am so sick of people just being like... That is mental illness. That's And that's the thing is... Um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been meaning to ask you. I've been hearing this argument about trans folks and how it, it is being trans is a mental illness at the core of it. And we need to treat the mental illness, not mutilate the body. I'm just presenting this as an argument I've heard. What do you think? I, I think... Listen. I will tell you one thing. I do know several trans people in my life. Actually, I know a bunch of trans people in my life. You? Well, I'm in the yes, I'm in the yoga community. You bet. Um, Is that even a lot in, of peop, trans people do yoga? Yeah, one hundred percent. There's okay. a lot of different people in yoga. We're <laughs> right. just a bunch of different people. But um, also at my own job, I can tell you one thing about all of them that I know absolutely. They all are on medication for depression. Well, sure. Listen, I think if you are an adult. And you're able to make life-changing decisions at, at an adult age. And you decide that you are trans. That's how you feel. Fine. Like, that is your life. But when it comes to young kids being kind of guided in this direction of, well, if that's how you feel, like, let's take you to the surgeon. Let's take you and just change your whole body and... I don't, that I'm, I'm not for. I think that is too much. I think you're hearing a lot of people come out now after they, they went through that as, as a young age, regretting that decision. Yeah, and, and, and some of them are in severe pain right now. Yes, and not emotionally, physical pain. And it's almost like, from what I've read or accounts that I've seen, testimonies, it's almost like you think, okay, I'm going to identify, I, I feel like I'm trans. That's step one. Step two is, oh, if I only just 
change my appearance, I'll be happy. They're not. Then it goes to even further, like I'm going to get things removed physically off my body. That That's not leading to happiness. It's only, it's like they need to keep doing more and more and more. But at the end of the day, they're still unhappy. Let me give you a, a, like a ridiculous example. Let's take some of the housewives. I don't know. Pick a town. Luann. <laughs> New Jersey. Countess Luann. Uh, Teresa. Yeah, anyone. It's kind of like plastic surgery, period. Plastic surgery is a little bit addicting, okay? Sure. People start with a little bit of plastic surgery. Then they get a little bit more plastic surgery. And then they get a big procedure done for plastic surgery. But that's all a mental game, too. It's a mental illness, not... Yes, it's a mental thing, not accepting yourself for the way you are. Now, I'm here to say... I don't judge plastic surgery. I've definitely gotten no. it myself, 100%. But there's a point in time you need to stop and, and just love your body and yourself for who you are. Correct. And if you are a transgender person and there is no way to change your biology, there's no way to do it. You Not with puberty blockers, not with surgery, no. not with any. You cannot change it. Does the Does the transgenderism live in the mind and the mind only and does that make it different or does it make it the same yeah a lot of questions i would love to hear you know people's take on that it's a really weird conversation to have as i'm watching as i'm staring as at you're looking at the collie no joe biden <laughs> oh. sitting on the his ass on the on i think the at pavement. the very least with this conversation is that shouldn't the decision be made before they physically go through this transformation Shouldn't it be made later on, though? I mean, should kids life, be making these decisions yes. so, at a very young age? That's a great point, because with plastic surgery, you cannot get it done until a certain age. Well, sure, and that, that's, it's common sense. But we're this, this world is on a kick now of getting these mutilation surgeries, basically, at any age. I mean, I you, mean it's, it's wild to me. As a 13-year-old, you can't go see a plastic surgeon for liposuction. You can't go see a plastic surgeon for a nose job. You can't go see an R-rated movie without an adult at 13. That's what I'm saying, though. But 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 in 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 the in the interest of comparing apples to apples, like 14 and 15 year olds can't go get surgery done on their own. No, so can't, you can't get a tattoo. So why you in can't. this particular instance is it okay, or are we allowing That's it, or I mean. should there be an exception? There, sh- I don't I, think there. Should I don't be. think there should be any exception. I'm sorry, I just don't. You're you're altering. Your it's physical body, which permanently. aren't even, done, they're not even anywhere near done growing at 13. Permanently. 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 So, and that's a lesson you learn with plastic surgery. And sometimes you love it. You can't and go sometimes back. you don't love it and you end up on botched. So <laughs> that's a great show. It is a great I show. I love that show. Those two doctors are mm-hmm. awesome. You think they've had a little work done? <laughs> no, <laughs> of course not. All right, let's move on to the writer strike. Oh, <laughs> Barbie. No, let's go to Barbie because I put the glasses on. My glasses are crooked. We're just a couple of Barbie girls living in a Barbie world. Don't you see how far I've evolved? I put those on. I didn't even pout about it. Just before we started this, Chrissy says, let's take the picture. Yes. I'm evolving. I can be cool. See? We're getting there. That's right. So, yeah, I think obviously it's taking over. The world. And we, we went and saw it. We, we went did. and saw it Monday night. We did. And we wore pink. We wore pink. You were so upset you couldn't find this shirt. I know. I got it in time for this, this was- <laughs> recording. <laughs> I had a whole vibe I was trying to go is, for. Is this from your childhood or is this something you bought in your adult life? 
<laughs> no, this is from Amazon okay. um, <laughs> on Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> but yes, but this is like, this is my childhood. I grew up with Barbie. I was obsessed with Barbie. I loved it. I loved playing with it. I played so much and for so long that it was like I got to the age where like you really shouldn't anymore. They had to take so then our younger you. cousin, I was like, oh, yes. So we just played Sammy. Barbie. Yeah. yeah. We played Barbies. I spent hours in her basement just playing Barbies. Did you have all the dream houses? I had one dream house. I don't think I had all the dream houses, but I, you know, the car. I think there was yeah. like a tree house. Oh, it was that tree house was in the movie. Um, I mean, what was Barbie to you growing up? Barbie to me, it really was just like I could use my imagination to make her be anything. And that's what it was. Like you looked at Barbie, even in a toy store, and it was like, oh, Barbie the astronaut, Barbie the doctor, Barbie the vet. Oh, and then she came with the little animals. Little, little doggy. It was like a white dog. Or the hospital. Barbie the nurse or doctor. Like, and it, it, I loved it. I loved like making up stories, having the friends be friends and the fashion. Like I just loved it. It's I, like every girl's little dream. I loved it too. I wasn't that far into it, but I, it, she was the ideal perfect woman in my mind. That's why yeah. I love Barbie. Like in the movie, there's stereotypical Barbie and that's what the movie follows. Yes, stereotypical, stereotypical Barbie. Barbie, which when you think of Barbie, that's who we, that's who you think of, right? I, I mean, there's a lot of different Barbies. Once again, blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever. Listen. I still loved her. <laughs> um, no, Bar- yeah. But I never looked at it. Like, I can't ever remember playing when I was younger and being like, oh, she... Like, I always thought Barbie was so pretty in her hair and stuff. Yeah, but I never perfect. was like, oh, I wish I could, like, look like Barbie or be... I think... I never held it to, like, oh, my God, that's how all women or girls should look. I did. You did? Yeah, but I was very... I'm, I'm very superficial, so, yeah. <laughs> It was all about looks, still is. I well, actually, I, that's how I describe my new knee. It's like a Barbie knee. You have to like snap it. <laughs> like get it, cre- you know, Remember get it pumping the, the, a little. The rubber leg, you'd snap in, it would yes. stay bent. Oh yeah, the be- like the gymnastic Barbie. You'd <laughs> yeah. like break her knee basically and she would yeah, stay. Totally. Um, but it's a phenomenon. And you know, the thing that I love about Barbie too is that like, look how long Barbie's been around. I think it came out, what, March 9th of 1959. And it's really? still, yes. Oh, I didn't know And that. it's still huge today. I have two girls, five and seven. They they play with Barbies all the time. And I love that. Like, it's it brings me back to, like, my childhood. And I play with them sometimes. Yeah, and it's sent, just like. You sent me a picture of that, like, oh, the camper. tricked out camper. Oh, yeah. See, I should have shown you the open. Like, it's almost life open. size. That, that thing on top was a pool. <laughs> So, just so you know. It was a pool. It was a pool. So, let's just get the audience into Barbie a little bit. Um, I have some takes from Barbie. Here is the overall just movie Barbie clip. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. I got us both ice cream. Cool. Hi Barbie. 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 Hi Barbie
wasn't it like the paint, Barbie pink paint that they ran everything out of? Everything was pink. It was great. Um, but I loved that because that, when you're talking about Barbie land, it's pink. It, that's what it is. That's what we grew up with. Yeah, um, but one. there's a lot of... Here, we'll move to another clip. Oh, I have this clip too. Yeah. This is... Ryan Gosling, by the way, like made this movie. Totally made this movie. And I didn't think I was going to like him in this movie. But I was hesitant, but he's with, phenomenal. Without him, I don't think I would have found this as funny. Will Ferrell is Will also Ferrell. just Will Ferrell. Catastrophic. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. And they have this thing in the movie where everyone beaches each other off. The Kens, yeah. They beach off. Because Ken's, Ken's main job is beach. Beach. <laughs> That's, That's his, his job. job. Beach. Not lifeguard, just beach. Beach. Now, this character, Alan, I have a question. He's a doll, right? He's a Barbie. I guess there was only one mate, like one Alan. That was the other thing this movie highlighted was all the discontinued dolls. Like Midge. There was a pregnant Barbie. So, actually, when I was reading up on, like, just history about Barbie, they created Barbie. And then the next one, I think 1961, was Ken. Which, by the way, Barbara and Ken are Ruth, uh, the creator of Barbie. Those are her children's names. Oh. Um, so then after Ken, the next doll was Midge, who was the pregnant friend of Barbie. But then it ended up being discontinued because there was outrage that they created a pregnant Barbie. Then well, that's who's weird. Gonna, who buys and plays with a pregnant Barbie? I don't know. Bar- that wasn't in your, your dreamscape, was it? I don't it, when ever you were think I had a Midge. No. It was probably discontinued by the time I came to be playing with Barbie. There was also, um, what were the other discontinued Barbies? There was a lot of them. There was a lot. All right, let's move on to my favorite clip because, once again, Ryan Gosling just made this movie. Dead. Let's turn this up. Okay. This was the best song of the whole movie. I just don't know who I am without you. You're Ken. But it's Barbie and Ken. There is no just Ken. His outfit. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh, I, I have feelings that I can't explain. Driving if I don't see people on Halloween wearing that kind of outfit oh, like this, bet. I will lose it. Of course, so stupid. I love it. Like, so stupid, you have to love it. White fragility. There you go. Had to fit that in somewhere. This reminded me of Greece. Oh. I'm great at doing stuff. I'm great at doing stuff. <laughs> I, I just think the casting was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't think you can get a better person to play Barbie than Margot Robbie. I mean. Well, so in an interview, um, believe it or not, Margot Robbie is the producer of this movie. I, d- I knew that. And she she went to Greta, who, Greta Gerwig. Um, Gerwig, and said, you know, I want you to do this movie with me. And Greta was the ones like, but, but you have to play Barbie. And she's like, I didn't go into producing this movie just to be Barbie. She goes, I, I didn't. That's not why I did it. I want. I still wanted to make the movie. She goes, but they just wrote me in, and they also wrote in Ryan Gosling. So no, there wasn't really any auditions done. And but they, also Margot, like, 
I mean, she's you, she's beautiful. You're Barbie. She's beautiful. You are Barbie and already. She, she's Australian, so mm-hmm. did you ever hear her talk for real? Yes. Yeah. She's a great actress. She's been in a, a lot of great movies. I, I And Ryan Gosling, I love him already. <laughs> and I just, this just highlights his humor. And I don't know. I thought that was hysterical. I think there's a lot of mixed okay, reviews about you're this right. movie. So here's how I did my bullet points. Men are mad at it. Women are mad at it. <laughs> The trans are mad at it, and the LGBTQ plus are mad at it. I broke mine out the kind of, not that, but just main reasons why people are upset with this movie, and then we can talk about, like, our take on it. Sure. So so men. Let's start with men. men. Matt Walsh says, feminism has killed more than the atomic bomb. So if you have not seen this movie, you you might be the only one, but... there's a lot about men and women and the typical stereotypes. That's what I saw. You had the big yes. muscle man and the well, and who's in there power? To impress the woman, yes. and then the women with their girly stuff. You know, like it. There's just a lot of typical stereotypes that was built in the movie. Doesn't bother me at all. Well, I think it was smart though because you really, on the flip side, yes, there is a lot of that. But you have Barbie Land, which is you know, I mean, it's a movie about Barbie. I don't know. The title is called Barbie, um, but it's Barbie is mainly targeted towards girls. It's it's women, and Barbie Land is run by women. Everything like the Supreme Court in Barbie Land is all women. The president is a woman, and Kens are like viewed as the accessory. They're just kind of there to support Barbie, basically, and be on the beach. And and then they go to the real world, her and Ken, and that's where she realizes it's totally opposite. All the people in power and everything in the real world real world is basically run by men. So I think for me, I'm like, okay, so they're showing kind of both sides. They're showing the extremes yes. of both sides. And Please what happens when there's extremes of the both sides? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. All women running things and then all men. None of those are true in the real world, but those are the extremes right. as presented in the movie. Yes. So that that brought Matt Walsh onto this feminism rant, and he gets into this very long conversation about abortion and how abortion oh. has killed more than the atomic bomb. And I'm like, did you miss the song, I'm Just Ken? Because <laughs> it's just, it's not that, I don't know, to me I didn't find it that serious. I think it hit, there was way more meaning than I thought I was going to get out of this movie. However, at the end of the day, it is a fun, entertaining, funny movie. And I feel like I get where some people are coming from as far as like they might think it's all about anti-men, feminism, and you well, know, I, toxic I, masculinity people, and all that. But but do people walk in with pads and paper and are like, I'm going to look for racism today or I'm yes. going to look for feminism yes, I think and that's start how making notes as the movie goes on? Yes. Just relax, take a Xanax and watch the movie. And just be entertained. I feel like this was such an entertaining movie. Ben Shapiro absolutely he hated, hated it. it. He said the movie's heavily politically messaged it is explicitly designed to divide men from women. It has these negative message, messages directed to kids. I find it upsetting when material is based on children's IP. I don't know. What's a children's IP? Intellectual property. Thank, thank you, yeah. Mr. AJ over there. <laughs> very smart man. And marketed to little girls actually ends up being very, I can't read today, ends up being angry feminist claptrap that alienates men from women, undermines basic human values, and promotes falsehoods all at the same time. 
You created a movie that's specifically designated for little girls, and you slide in a bunch of left-wing imagery and propaganda about how terrible little girls have it in the United States. I do have something to say about that, because one of my bullet points is people were outraged that this was targeted towards young children, and they're mad that because it's not. The movie is rated PG-13. Right. It is not PG. It is not G. So if you're not looking into that, that's your own fault, Like in my opinion. It's not for little kids. I wouldn't bring my kids to this movie. Right. I don't think they'd understand a they, lot of a it. A lot of it would go over their head, but I wouldn't feel right bringing my kid to this movie, even though it, like a lot of it is the fun Barbie dress up and all that. But it's PG-13, so off the bat, it's not targeted towards young young kids. And I don't know. I think that's a little dramatic. It's a little... He, he, again, there's also a video of him burning Barbies in a big garbage can. That's how much he hated this movie. I mean, once again, if you go in looking for this stuff, it's definitely in the movie, but... <laughs> So Bill Mahar was another one. Barbie fights the patriarchy. Yeah. Right up him. to the Mattel board who created her consisting of 12 white men. Oh my God. But that's the, that was the point. They wanted to show the real world because everything in Barbie land is all women. Everybody who makes the decisions in Barbie land is, is women. It's girls. It's all the Barbies. So do Pete, you think people know that movies are not the real world? I don't know. This I wasn't think, a documentary. No. <laughs> <laughs> this was a movie yes. in Hollywood. Wood. So they are going to, once again, dramatize. Correct. That's not a word, is it? Dramatize. I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pink glasses. Um, they're going to dramatize, like, the extremes, which is exactly well, sure. what they did. So, you know, I guess in real life. Like, do we think Anchorman was based on a true story? <laughs> like, come on. No, but I wish it was. I wish it was, too. Um, well, look, the bottom line is this. I think, you know, the numbers, as, as they stand today... One billion, yes. sixty million in gross. It's going to probably by the end of the day get close to one point eight billion, two billion. That's crazy. It that has is crazy. Legs. I think this is one of those movies, probably like Titanic, that's going to have legs because I can see a lot of people going to see this two, three times. I would totally I see that. it again. No, I have <laughs> not seen it. I've heard people talk about it. <laughs> I just think. This is the type of movie that people are just entertained at. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it has a good message. Not a good message. I think it has a message that strikes homes with moms and daughters. And yeah. the movie, in a very satirical way, satirical way, is making fun of it, but also bringing home some points. Yes, and I, but I love that because it makes you think. You people, and you can kind of take away different meanings depending on where you are. I think in your life, which I love, um, but. We were laughing the whole time. I mean, we were cracking up the whole movie because it truly is that funny. Like laugh out loud type and of And it's funny. almost like laugh at yourself. Like we're, we're so serious in today's world. This was just like it's okay to, to laugh at kind of more serious topics. And I, I loved that about this movie. Now, ladies, what I heard too is that the uh, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. okay, she actually went to the director because wasn't it written into the script that she at one point was supposed to kiss Ken? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I want you to, I want you to, I think this is what happened. There was a point in time where she was supposed to kiss Ken and Margot Robbie said no. And so there's also, I was reading a bunch of like reviews last night. I went down this really big rabbit hole. Um, People were upset that Barbie and Ken didn't end up together. Like couldn't, couldn't believe that. And I'm like, but, but it was a good mess at the end. Like Ken was only ever about Barbie. Like, she, he needed to go find his own thing. Yeah, Bef- your identity yeah. doesn't live in your relationship. Your identity should be who you who you who feel. Who you are. Right, which I feel like, isn't that the world's message today? Like, be true to yourself? 
It is. And like happiness is found inside of here, not, not inside someone of else. someone else. I shouldn't yes. say inside. <laughs> happiness is found, you know, within yourself. <laughs> happiness is not found with your partner. You know, you have you have to be happy at, yes. at, the, at the end. That The best part of the movie that reminds me is when... <laughs> He the big party's over with um, that they had they had the big dance yeah. scene at and he's like can I stay over and she's like well no we're having a girls night I don't want you here yeah she's like because <laughs> they're so honest too like he's like can I was thinking like can I stay the night tonight and he's so like like all cool about it and she's like to do what and he's like you know I'm not sure and she was like well it's girls because every night apparently in Barbie Lane every, is girls night every night and he was so upset and, she, and then she was like and I don't want you here. <laughs> Like, I just so matter of fact. I leaned over to you. I go, this is the story of my life so far. <laughs> it's totally me. So oh. the trans folks are mad, mad at it. So Harry Neff, a transgender identifying star who plays one of the Barbies. But besides that inclusion, no references to change genders. Oh, my God. Or <clears throat> celebrating being trans are made throughout the film. Do we have to? Is there now a requirement that we have to put this in every film? But that's, where we're, that's where we're getting. Is that I'll now promise. we need to include it in everything? Go like, to Disney, then they'll do it. It's like, <laughs> um, it's like saying we're the only ones in the universe. I'd be happy to take you on, Harry. Be happy that you're in the movie. Like, how about that? I and once is, I uh, okay, let's move on because yeah, that's gonna on. blow my head up. Matthew Huff. So the LBG, LB, <laughs> LB, T, LB, LG. <laughs> BTQ. It's literally written in front of me and I can't get it out. Oh, that's how we all Matthew feel. Huff, for a movie that spends so much time dissecting gender norms, here we go, and highlighting the importance of diversity, here we go, I really wish Barbie had openly acknowledged queer people. That's just the same thing as the other comment. Are we, do we not, are we now required that every movie has to check 14,000 boxes so nobody, nobody's left out or offended? This is the world we live in. It's the world we live in. I found it interesting. So Ben Shapiro, Shapiro obviously was like outraged at this movie. He wrote up a whole thing about yeah, it, did mad. a whole video. But what's interesting is um, on the, so he, obviously that's through the Daily Wire. There is another um, commentator. His name's Michael Knowles. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff, but he's also part of the Daily Wire. Him and Ben are very close. He also did a review on Barbie and he had the complete, he loved it. He had the complete opposite take of Ben, which I found interesting. And I appreciated that they showed both sides because a lot of times there's it's mostly like, you know, Daily Wire puts out a ton of stuff, but it's usually kind of one direction. Yeah, very. So I loved that they had two different views. And basically Michael Knowles was just saying he thought it was so well done, entertaining. And there was, he thought there was really good messaging about womanhood and especially the relationships with mothers and daughters and, and all of, and that whole Ruth character, um, almost kind of being this like guide for Barbie. Like he loved that. And I, I agreed. I agreed a lot with what he said. Um, it's just interesting to see how people take, you know, different messages from the movie. And he, there obviously are some very outraged people. Well, you know, the woman who helps her son identify as a cat, I wonder what she thinks of the movie. Oh, she's she, probably she upset. probably won't even see it. She's probably upset. There's no people There's no identifying cat. as cats in there. There's no cats in this movie. <laughs> so Greta Gerwig, who was the writer and the director, um, she ended the she ended the movie with Barbie now has chosen to live in the real world. Spoiler alert! <laughs> and um, she, everyone's seen it at this point. Um, she the last scene of the movie is her walking into a gynecologist's office and saying, "I'm here to see my gynecologist." Greta Gerwig said this about that scene: "I knew I wanted to end on a mic drop kind of joke." 
but I also find it very emotional. When I was a teenage girl, I remember growing up being embarrassed about my body and just feeling ashamed in a way that I couldn't even describe. I felt like everything had to be hidden. That's very true when you're a young girl and you're kind of you're kind of going through some new stuff. So, and then to see Margot as Barbie with a big old smile on her face saying what she says at the end with such happiness and joy. I was like, if I can give girls that feeling of Barbie does it too, um, that's both funny and emotional. Hmm. Yeah, what did you think of that scene? I, I thought, I, it could, I guess I didn't really think about it until I read this this quote by Greta Gerwig. It didn't really affect me. I didn't, I guess I didn't see that. But now that she's explaining it to me, I I understand why she did. It's kind of like in Project Runway when there's an outfit that comes down the aisle and you're like, I don't don't get it. it." (laughs) And then the designer explains and then you're like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I totally get what she's saying. First of all, one, I just thought it was funny that that's how they ended the movie. Um, because it's leading up to it. You think she's maybe like going on an interview because you know, a lot of the movies, like, women work here, too, in the real world. Like, she was very surprised that not a lot of women were kind of working in the real world. So I thought maybe she's going for an interview, maybe at Metallic. I didn't know what she was going to be doing. And then when they ended with that, I was like, oh, I don't know. My mind went to she's, one, thrilled to be a real woman. And, you know, obviously gynecology is not all about, like, giving birth. But, like, that's part of the cycle. And just, like, taking care of herself and just being happy to, like, be there. Not necessarily, oh, I need to go get a job right away. I don't know. I think it, there's different outlooks well, on it. Well, it's the realest thing a girl goes through is the gynecology appointment. True. Very true. And we know how I feel about the gynecological appointment. Yes. Gynecological. Well, I haven't <laughs> seen it and hearing you talk about that scene. But doesn't it also kind of cement the fact that she's embracing real womanhood in a fun way, in a funny way? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. hey, this is part of being real. I mean, this is. And I have a real, real... part now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was another scene that was pretty funny where she. They walk up we to this. We don't con- have genitals. Because they're in the real world now. And she, they are in these like 80s roller skate unif- like costumes. And Which, every- by the way. I think would totally fit in in this day and age totally. in California on Venice Beach. Totally. It was awesome. And because she's so used to, to women, like all the Barbies doing all the work, they from a distance, they see this group of construction people, but they're all the backs are to them. And she's like, that's the kind of feminine energy we need. And she goes over to them because they're looking for like the school or whatever for that girl. And all these guys around, she was like, oh, that's not what I expected. And they're like kind of making comments about her and stuff and She's so confused that, like, it's not women and can't get over the fact that, and Ken's like, you can see him, his wheels are turning, like, yeah, yeah, the guys are doing this work. Um, uh. And that's when she's like, they make comments about, like, her butt or something, and she's like, we don't have genitals. And they're like, sure you don't. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about the um, the scenes of the where they enter Barbie land and leave Barbie land. Yes, which were some of the best scenes and his, also hysterical. I have a little clip here on how they actually made them. It's yes. fascinating. It is fascinating. So this is uh, the, the director, Greta, um, and she talks a little bit about why she wanted to do it this way and then shows some behind-the-scenes um, footage. What I'm supposed to okay. do now is you have to go to the real world. The transition between Barbieland and the real world is a series of transportation vehicles that get us there, kind of like in this 2D endless tracking shot. 
every time we shot one of those transportation sequences, it was the most satisfying thing to watch. It's not Barbie land and it's not the real world. And it had six different environments that Ken and Barbie travel through. We get to camp and we get to be in space and we get Which to one's your favorite? Sailors and all these little things from space and time. To I like the rocket ship one. Yeah, it's yeah, it a spaceship. It's this one, the tandem bike one. Is Look at how they do the flowers. It's just amazing that they didn't use any CGI for those scenes. It looked like a Carl Zeman movie. I settled on wanting it to look like a diorama in the Natural History Museum. Each box contains a scene, and I wanted them to sort of move through that scene and then come out and then move through the next scene. We looked at theatrical methods. I loved that. Making things work. So the foreground goes very fast, then it goes slightly slower, slower. I just think that's amazing. It's all very flat and 2D, so you might have a boat that's moving while the water's moving, and that's literally like our crew members. Can I just point out the like fact this. that why are they <laughs> all wearing masks? Bits of cellophane on the wow. water to make it's it we're talking like about Hollywood. Like Everyone water. has to be in a damn mask. That's one thing that bothers me about this. I wanted to paint in big, beautiful, broad strokes. But think about the group of people, it's something the art design group that created this. Joyful. That's like I I just think that's amazing because everything's so CGI'd now. Um it just makes it that much cooler to watch because those transition scenes are cool. Awesome. They're yeah. cool. And it's so true because Barbie came with all those accessories. Yeah. So it's just awesome to see. Um we gotta talk about Weird Barbie for a second because again, this is I just love how detailed they were in this movie because it truly is how you played with Barbie. So there's this did weird. you have a weird Barbie? Everyone has a weird... I got weird Barbies in my basement as we speak, okay? <laughs> um, and they're there to stay. <laughs> but every, it's just hysterical because when you're young and you play... It doesn't even have to be Barbie. It could be baby dolls. Like, mm -hmm. there's just this urge as a child to cut the hair. Like, and I guess yes. I'd rather have my kids cut doll hair than their own. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's but true. But there's just, like, this, this young kid urge to, like draw on faces and cut things. I don't know. And so in this movie, it's played by Kate McKinnon and she plays weird Barbie and they show her as <laughs> Barbie that has cut hair, colored, sticking out all over the place, crayon drawn around her eyes and on her forehead. She's always in the splits because that's yep. the truth too. Like your yep. Barbie was always split and she's on this wall with one leg up and she's like, come on in. And then she like <laughs> forward rolls to Barbie and weird outfits like, weird it was just weird barbie and i'm like this is so accurate to when you're a kid <laughs> i loved it i think it's hysterical uh, oh my god i just it's just stuff like that that you're like they really put in every thought to this there's movie. a lot of attention to detail the, a the lot. dream house the fact that in the movie it had no walls because they don't have walls this didn't have any walls or windows yeah. like it's just in the slide that you come down and even when, the, I think it's the opening scene, when they're like, when Mar she's on the top of the, the house. Right, and Barbie she's would like, never walk downstairs. You don't ever walk downstairs, because you don't. When you're playing with the doll, you just pick her up, and you place her down on the bottom. And that's how she comes down. She just floats down <laughs> into her car or whatever, her no-engined car that she waves from. <laughs> so adorable how much you're glowing right now. I love Maybe it. Maybe we should go back and see it again. I would love to see it again. Yeah. I would love to. I, would try, I texted some of my friends, like, we should go, see, girls, like, go see this movie. My one friend was like, I don't know, I heard it was weird, and I was like, okay, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't excited about it, but I'm actually glad I saw it. I, I, I'm so I glad I truly enjoyed it. it. Well, and I think because you read so many different reviews, I think this is to the point of our entire podcast, like our whole theme is you're going to read a lot of things, and you're going to see a lot of opinions for them, but go out and look, watch it yourself or read it yourself, research it yourself, whatever the topic is, and That's then make so your own true. opinion. That's so true. Because 
when this movie first came out and I was reading some reviews about it, I was like, I don't know if I want to see it because it seems like it's just like anti, I just, that's how I first thought of it. I actually, this whole page of notes I did before we went and saw it. And I, you know, I was like, oh, great. I'm not really excited to see it. Right. Let's go see a man-hating movie, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was really upset with myself for making a predetermined judgment because we all kind of get yeah. stuck in that, that month. But once again, I actually went in looking for something. I didn't find it. I really didn't find it, and I enjoyed Same. it. I couldn't I, believe how much we liked it. I like, giggled like a little girl. I think I pissed off the guy next to me because he he just kind of sat there like this the whole well, time. Well, I was next to a group of teenage boys. Not to mention, <laughs> that kept getting up. That One, one had IBS or something because... He, he left like up. four times. I know, this kid. But yeah, I, which was also funny. It was like literally six... They teenagers were, and you, pink shirts. Pink shirts. They had pink on. Who, I awesome. wonder why they're there to see the movie. Let's I think. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Lots um, of reasons. But yeah, again, I think it's just important to, to make your own judgment. To make your own judgment. Go see it for yourself. Do that with people too. Don't ever yeah. take someone's um, opinion on a person. Go meet them yourself and figure it out yourself. Exactly. I just think you can take away whatever meaning you want. I think for me, it was just about the nostalgia of Barbie. took me back to my childhood and my memories of that. And I have now, I have two girls who are doing the same thing I did, which I think is awesome. And also, I don't know, for me, it was also about like just women relationships in general and how important those are. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot too, I feel like about relationships with mothers and daughters, like that whole scene before Barbie becomes human. Remember Ruth like takes her hand and she's like, feel, she says, feel. Cause she wanted her to like understand what she was getting into before she like, decided to become human and that whole montage is just clips of women and young daughters and mothers and daughters playing together and being together and I'm like that was so important to me I feel like there is one thing I didn't like in the movie they start off that little girl very oh anti like anti pink anti you know like happy but there was such a quick switch with her yeah. That storyline was a little bit... I, I almost guess, unnecessary. Almost unnecessary. Yeah. I just, you almost didn't need the little... Well, I guess they was trying to show that relationship right, too, between that mother and daughter. Once again, I think that 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 storyline, though, kind of fell, fell to the wayside compared to the other storylines yeah. happening. That was the only thing that was like I, I felt incomplete about, if I had any criticism. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, too, at the end of the day, it was like a happy ending, which who doesn't want that? In a movie, but I mean, in a Barbie movie, there better be there a better happy be a happy ending. ending. But yeah, I I thought it was hysterical. I I think anybody who hasn't seen it should go see it, if not just to be entertained, because it truly is hysterical. Megan, you could talk about this for like the next I could. Three and a half hours. Let's just make this a Barbie podcast. What um <laughs> no <laughs> what um what do you have on the writer strike? Because that's actually why we went to yes see this movie. Because there's um, a lot going on right now in Hollywood. They're over a hundred days now on of being on strike. And, and nobody cares. <laughs> I don't think there's really a. Well, it's shut down a lot of te- like a lot of the TV shows or movies that are in production. I mean, they can't really do anything. And what is their beef? It's about money. So back in March, I believe um, they, I think the members of the Writers Guild had to take a vote on certain things that they would like to see, and a lot of it was an increase in pay, mm-hmm. getting residuals for streaming uh, shows. Because I, I, I saw an interview with one individual where he said, you know, the big actors get all of all of this money every time somebody streams or every time somebody 
watches the movie, but we don't get anything as right. low-level actors right. or extras, whatever they're called. So part of that was in this deal that they were hoping to vote for, um, staffing requirements. There was protections from artificial intelligence so in this that as well. I agree with. I agree with, too. I think it's awful that you can use somebody else's face, not have to pay them, and just or, artificially put it into... Or use artificial intelligence to write a script or to write jokes for a late night show or whatever the case may be. And when I think about it, and especially after seeing Barbie, like the originality of Barbie, no AI bot could put that together. Oh, of course not. I, I, that creativity would be gone, I feel like. Well, if we go the AI route 100% in our lives, all the creativity and the joy of life will be gone. We'll just have Correct. machines doing everything, and things are gonna things are just gonna dry up very quickly. I mean, and if you think about it, when you think of the entertainment industry, you know, I, I get like some people hated Barbie, but I'm just gonna use that movie as an example because it's obviously doing so great. Why not? We're wearing the pink glasses. Why not? I mean, obviously, I hated it, um, <laughs> but it's so entertaining, and it's it's an original thought. It's an original movie. It's not a remake. It's not a whatever. We need more of that. Like, that's what people want to see. You look at things like the Snow White that they're remaking. Like, please, we don't need that. Have AI write that one. You know, maybe that's why this movie did so well, is it's an original thought. It's an original thought. Look, there's another Willy Wonka coming out. Why? We should have stopped at the Johnny Depp one, please. That was scary enough. You're not going to beat Gene Wilder. It's it, we don't need another Willy Wonka. Not only that, it's Hugh it's, Grant is the Oompa Loompa. Like we're all set. But it's Willy Wonka the prequel. Yeah, it's about how he became Willy Wonka. No one cares. We don't want him to see that. It looked really stupid in the previews. Right. And I'm sure, you know, I just feel like nothing is original anymore. There's so many remakes, there's so many like look at all the the superhero movies. Like do we need another Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't know. Good God, I don't no. know, you know? I'm so... Spider-Man, Superman. All um, of it. I just think there's so many talented writers, actors, that, you know, this... I'm hoping things work out for all of them because you don't want to lose that talent. Well, truly one of the worst scenarios for these second... I wouldn't say second... Well, the actors that are playing the minor roles, their residuals are so minuscule... When it comes to streaming, yeah. these movies, I'm, you can't live on these. And they just want a bigger piece of the share because of all these streaming services that are popping up. <laughs> Their materials being sold to these uh, streamers. Um, so I get it. I mean, AI is another role, but uh, you know they got to share the wealth in Hollywood. Mm. And it's coming to a point now where th- these actors and writers are trying to protect their jobs. Sure. They're trying to protect the future of this industry. Um, it doesn't seem like anyone's really listening, though. Well, well they, they're they certainly getting pushback from the studios that are saying, you know, the margins aren't as big. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people have shot back. Bob Iger is one of them. I saw that. Disney. He, you know, and he's usually being considered as a big pro advocate for the actors, the, the creative side. But he really put his uh, foot in his mouth. And now he's had a backtrack. He said they weren't being realistic with and their that, But he's backtracked since then. Oh. Be- and, the, and the bottom line is this. Those are the people that either break or make a movie. And I think Fran Drescher, who's the head of the union, yeah. shot back at Iger when he made that first comment. And she said, really? While you're at your billionaires conference in Iowa 
wherever that was, he looked like such a fool to be trying to deny them a, le- a living wage. Right. And there he is with all the billionaires. And I think she really made a great point at ripping him. Yes, yeah, she had. At, when he did that. And I think the end of the day is Fran Drescher saying, does Bob Iger really need another 30 million a year when he extended his contract with Disney? I mean, so she's going, it's very unfair and unequal as far as where the money is going. Disney spends at least 200 million to market a movie, to promote a movie. The movies end up crashing and burning. She's saying, start being smarter and can we spread out the wealth? And I think she, I think the actors, and I'm not a big actor's advocate, but I'm telling you, the writers, the actors, there, there needs to be some equilibrium when it comes to pay, respect, and their art. And this is an art. These people are talented. Yeah, um, for sure. You hate to go with the AI route. Well, just in, in an office setting, you can't, because this is the way I, I hear it being said, is you can't ask an employee to do more and not pay them more. So you right. can't expect an actor to act in a movie and then it gets put on screen and then it gets streamed and then it gets streamed and then mm-hmm. it gets streamed and not give them more. That, that's the way I compared in my, you just can't do that. I know. So it's been going on for a hundred days, but there's really been very little movement from anyone, which right. is really sad. And I think they met again earlier this month um, to discuss maybe a potential new deal, but they failed to reach an agreement. So it's still, I don't know what the I next step where, is. I don't think, I don't, I don't, no, if they're going to get what they... I don't know. I think the this, UPS drivers have a better shot at yeah, getting... Yeah, they're getting a great deal. The long-haul drivers. Um, well, bottom line is this. As this keeps going longer and longer, there's nothing being made. Nothing Correct. being made. So... And it's it, costing California and I'm $3 on, billion. And I'm waiting on some shows right well, now. That's, so. Well, you're going to wait a lot longer. <gasps> I mean, when you talk about what this means in 2024... Yep. For movies that are in the middle of filming or have just started filming or haven't started yet, you're talking at least three months of nothing. <laughs> so they're going to have to fill in these gaps with maybe movies they decided not to put out on theatrical release. Great. I mean, or they're going to, I mean, think about what this means for live TV, for TV. And this is, this is going to hit them hard. And I think this is why they all need to get their heads in the game, come up with some sort of a deal. I hope it doesn't it doesn't backtrack us into using more AI, which I think it may because I hope these folks aren't working. So how are they going to get it done? They're just going to focus on AI, and therefore, yeah. Once again, everything's just done through a damn machine. We'll have to see. We'll have to keep uh, updating that. But yeah, it's apparently the one of the longest strikes that Hollywood has ever seen. The longest writer strike of all time lasted 154 days, and took place in 1988. Um, well, cost the, and it cost the industry $500 million. But right now, with this strike, it's already well, cost California that's economy nothing. $3 billion. We're sending that over to and Ukraine I again. We're going to so. go over 154 days. We're already, I think, over 100. So Almost as long as Biden's been on vacation. Oh, yeah. no, wait. Half, <laughs> half of how long Biden's been on vacation. Yep. Great. Well, good luck to those folks yes. because creativity only lives in the brain. Very true. Very so. true. All right. That's all for today. These glasses are killing me. I know. They don't really do serve much purpose, but they look They make everything pink. It's great. (laughs) 
It's like my room when I was growing up. Pink walls, pink, oh, pink carpet, everything. pink, yeah, pink, yeah. pink, pink. Pink, pink. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye.